I'm still getting goosebumps thinking about this. You could see them looking as if like, what the hell was that? And it went quiet again and everyone was kind of standing around looking and then we heard it again. I was like, this isn't happening again, I'm out of here. So I got back into the car and my girlfriend was sitting there, I was like, I think I heard the banshee. I felt like something was standing in the room next to me. It was a very strange feeling. It's, it's an eerie feeling. They say she's horrifying to see. This is the Cryptic Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me as always is my co-host Todd. How's it going, buddy? It's going good, man. I finally got my yard mode today, so I'm happy about that. Before it rains again? Yeah, before it rains again. But, you know, I was thinking while I was mowing, I was like, well, if it's warm enough to mow, then by golly, it's warm enough to get out and do some squatching. Darn right it is. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Sure wish we could. About time to get out and uh, check some things out here pretty soon. It's going to be that time of year. Yeah. So definitely ready for that. We got to make something happen. Yep. We'll head up to uh, the Great White North. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe see. Maybe find a dog man, your favorite. Oh, boy. Can't wait. Can't wait. (laughs) Uh, You know, one place that would be cool to go look at cryptids, though, would be Ireland. Oh, man, yeah, that'd be great. Actually, they have some really cool ones over there that I'd, I'd like to see. We actually have a guest tonight who is from Ireland who's going to talk about that with us. Yes, our first international guest. Correct. We're going to bring Ryan on the show to talk about some cryptids over there and uh, see what, what he's got going on. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Sounds like fun. Let's see what he's got to say. You ready? Yep, yep. Let's get him. Okay. Ryan, thanks for coming on and talking to us today. No worries, lads. Doing all right? Yeah, we're doing good. Doing good, Good man. stuff. Yeah, you reached out to us and we're talking about some things, crazy things going on over there. Um, what, yeah. What, what, what kind of things are you are you talking about? What kind of things are you guys seeing or running into over there? Um, well, the most popular one that people usually see here, I'm sure you've probably heard of the Banshee before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she'd be really 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 steeped in the irish mythology but even to this day people are still reporting haven't heard her or haven't seen her i've heard her twice i believe so if you wow. want to hear them stories i'm happy to tell them what is the banshee no. so the banshee there's two, irish mythology can be a bit messy at times there is two beliefs of how she came into being she's believed to be a spiritual paranormal type of being and basically one of the old stories in irish mythology is that one of the great heroes in Ireland, Irish mythology, Cúchulainn, he was believed to have been chased around the country by this old hag named Mal. And at one point he got to like a sea stack on the very coast, which is where I actually had one of my experiences. And he said to have leaped across and then back onto the mainland. But when she tried to follow him back onto the mainland, she fell into the sea. And her body is believed to have washed up by where the cliffs of Moher is. And that area to this day is still called Hag's Head. So... Maybe there is something uh-huh. in it. Like, Maybe there's something to that one. Yeah. And the other story is that back in what uh, would have been the 11th, the 1100s in Ireland, there were these women 
kind of like witches. They lived on the outskirts of town, but they were really, really, really well respected. And they were called Bankina. And that's an Irish word. And that translates literally to crying women. And these women were brought into funerals to literally wail for the dead. And it was thought that this act helped them pass over to the other side. So that's also a possibility as to where the legend of the Banshee began. Or is it a legend? Is it? So like a, a, a screaming woman, so to speak, is kind of the whole gist of the thing? Or yes, a crying woman? But, it, but it's said that when you hear her scream, someone nearby it is going to die. You're going to hear about a death. And it's said if you've seen her, that's your ticket has been punched there. Huh. Yeah, that's only if you've seen her. I've been lucky enough not to see her. I have a few reports of people who have seen her, though, and they, they seem to survive, so I don't know if there's anything to that. Hmm. But um, my experience with the Banshee, the first one, I would have been about 10 years old, and I used to be in the Scouts here, and we were up in the Dublin Mountains one night. We were doing an overnight hike for charity, and you know we were up there with a couple of other Scout groups. They had a banjo, a guitar, and a barrel, and we were all playing a few songs and singing, and it was... I'm still getting goosebumps thinking about this. There was one point we literally had just stopped a song and it was dead quiet. And as soon as the song stopped, you could just hear it like this. Just trailing out into the distance like that. You know, the leaders are there and they're like, oh, it's a bar now. Oh, that was a female fox. And, you know, we could see them looking as if like, what the hell was that? And it went quiet again and everyone just kind of standing around looking. And then we heard it again. Just that. And having been in the scouts myself, I have heard female foxes calling it Barnell's foxes. Barnell's calling it. It does sound like that, but it's in short bursts. It doesn't go on as long as that. Like, But eventually that was it. As soon as the second time I heard it, we all just packed up and got out of there. And one of the guys I was in the scouts with, his, we found out in school that two days later that his granny had actually passed away over the weekend. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I guess there is something to that then. Wow. That could be. Um, the second time was only actually earlier on this year. It was just in March, the very start of March, just before I got in contact with Eels. I was down where I spoke about what happened with Mal and Cullen down there in County Clare. And I was standing out around behind the sack having a look at it. It was dead quiet and there's no trees or anything around there. There was no wind. And then I just heard it was like a... And it just trailed like that for about 30 seconds. I was like, this isn't happening again. I'm out of here. So I got back into the car and my girlfriend was sitting there. I was like, I think I heard the banshee. And she thinks I'm a bit nuts. So she was like, oh, that's great, babe. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we were actually back in the hotel that night. And I felt like something was standing in the room next to me. Just, you know, that uncomfortable feeling now. I've suffered with sleep paralysis in the past, but it was nothing like that. I was kind of sat, and it felt like there was something behind me holding my hand. It was a very strange feeling. And it was when I went back to work the following week that a lady I actually worked with came and told me that her mother-in-law had passed away that weekend. Hmm. Wow. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an eerie feeling. It's not something I'd ever fancy. Yeah, yeah I got the goosebumps from that one. Me yeah, too. they say... They say she's horrifying to see. She appears as an old woman, kind of hooded and cloaked. And it's just, she seems normal at once, and she'll kind of gesture toward, for you to come towards her. 
And then when you do actually come towards her, she just bursts into this horrible looking old hag and just screams at you. Mm. You had said uh, you knew a couple of people I thought earlier that, that had seen one or you'd heard about some guys that had seen one. Do you know what how they described it? Did they talk about what they saw? The only time I've ever actually spoken to a woman and I met her just by chance when I was vacationing in Ireland and I stopped and talked to her and I was wearing a t-shirt that said the band she lives at the time and she was like oh I've seen her I was like you've seen her and she was like yeah I was like did that not terrify you and she said no it was I thought she was homeless she was sitting on a bench hunched over so I walked up and asked her was she okay and she turned and she let out this scream and she said it was like deafening it was like she went she's like she had an outer body experience and then when she kind of snapped back to herself she was gone and this woman claims to have heard the banshee numerous times and i said well how do you feel about that and she said something that kind of stuck with me for a while she's like well you know i actually find it quite comforting i was like really and she's like yeah Sure, she's coming to let me know that someone I know has died, but she's crying for that person. She is grieving for that person. She's feeling pain for that person. And I had never looked at it that way before, but it's a much better way to look at it, I think. Yeah. Hmm. I've, yeah. I've listened to stories about people seeing um, a woman in white, like a ghostly figure in white, walking along an abandoned road by you know woods or something like that they kind of see her out in the middle of nowhere like you where you'd see a bigfoot or something like that they, they notice a woman yeah ghostly walking in white and i'm wondering if that's not kind of the same thing what's going on there some kind of spirit or or what have it kind of could be the same thing like i'm a big believer in kind of residual hauntings if you understand what that means basically a residual haunting is when something has happened in a place like something absolutely traumatic has happened that it leaves an imprint in that area and it's like time repeats itself and mm -hmm. that's possibly what people are seeing there like the atrocities that happened in ireland over the centuries are just they're unspeakable some of them especially when it comes to some of the stuff the catholic church did and especially when the british were ruling here and i'm not having a go at any british people here but shit happened and yeah we all right. let it just move on with it but it happened and it's possible that's left a mark on the landscape yeah, and that's possible. Yeah, it's very possible. It's possible what them people are saying. Right. Yep. When you heard this screaming, did you get sick, feel uneasy, want to throw up, uh, and kind of infrasound it, weirdness going on like that? You, you kind of get chills, and it's kind of like time stops around you. Everything's dead silent. Like, there's no other sound. You're just hearing this. Like, there could be noise around you, but you're not hearing it. This is all you're hearing. And it just kind of gives you, you know, when you get bad news and you're like, oh, that feeling in your stomach, like it just turns into a knot. Mm -hmm. That's basically what it feels like. And you're just, you're stuck in that moment. You want to move, but you can't, you just need to wait for it to end. And then when it, like the second, the first time it happened, we stood there and we heard it again. And then the second time it happened, when it stopped, I was like, right, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm not hearing that again. Um, are people reporting this happening a lot? around wooded areas um it would kind of happen it just happens about anywhere the most popular places for it to happen would be in the west of ireland which would be the more rural parts of the country like the likes of county galway county clare all that side county sligo county mayo all these kind of places are where it's mostly reported which it, you hear you hear it oftentimes happening in the cities like 
my one of my best friends claims to have actually seen the banshee when he was younger and the story he told me is just it's mind-blowing like he said she wasn't howling or anything but she was on a roof and she was slowly moving across these rooftops and they were just a bunch of kids at the time and they just kind of looked at it and they were like oh that's just some woman on a roof for a random reason but they said the way she moved across across the roofs was she was just totally still and it was like she glided and as you said the description was all dressed in white so i don't know what wow. he saw but he saw something like he's not he wouldn't just make this up it's hey. kind of like people with bigfoot it's like they're seeing something they're not making it up they are seeing something right yeah that whole gliding thing and and, and the moving across you know you kind of want to think on the paranormal side this thing is for yeah. sure um but I'm not too familiar with with uh, Ireland, but I do know you guys got some heavy, dense, wooded areas out there, do you not? And some mountain ranges and, and everything. We have a lot of, I wouldn't say heavily dense wooden areas. There was a point where in Ireland you could reach the, you could go from the very north northern tip of the country to the very southern tip without setting foot on ground. We used to be covered in that much forest. We used to have bears here, wolves here, lynx here, wild boar here, Irish elk here. All since gone extinct. But yeah, there are still some pretty heavily wooded areas around here, especially in the mountainous areas. You say all those animals have gone extinct there? All those animals have gone extinct here, wow. but we found fossils of them, which gets into me saying, I know these are Bigfoot guys, which gets me into saying, I don't think there could be Sasquatches here right now, but I'm not saying that it's a possibility that there wouldn't be, mm -hmm. you know? Right. There's a high possibility there might have been. I mean, all those animals were here at one stage. And we're very, we've got a lot of bogs here in this country. And over the years, digging up the bogs to use for fuel, we've actually found mummified bodies of people who have died in that bog. And I think it's only a matter of time before they mm. actually dig up something that's like, oh, what's this? Right. Uh, yeah. You know? What kind of wildlife do you have over there right now? <laughs> the biggest animal you're going to run into here would be a badger. <laughs> okay. Well, or, yeah. or we've got a few herds of wild deer living in national parks around the country. Uh -huh. okay. That's about it. I've, I have heard reports of Bigfoot over there in Ireland, um, honestly. Yeah. It's very There's possible. A, it is possible. Um, I, I'm i not really a member of any of the clubs over here, uh, the paranormal clubs or the Bigfoot clubs, because I kind of tend to take a mountain monsters approach to things. <laughs> if I'm going into somewhere that's supposed to be haunted or something, I'm not being sitting there like, oh, please come and speak to me. I'm like, yo, bitch, where you at? <laughs> come on, attack me. Prove to me you're here. Do you get out and do investigations and whatnot and look for banshees? I do the odd time. I've done a few solo ones. I've been in Scotland as well, doing a few there. I've been on Loch Ness. Oh. Um, oh, that's where I was. Yeah. I, I've, had, I've had a bit of luck, more so than, I'd call it luck in the paranormal universe. Um, when I was actually on Loch Ness, you can actually take a boat, a boat trip out on the actual loch itself. Mm-hmm. And I kind of said to the captain, I was like, oh, so any chance we'll see Nessie today? And he looked at me, he was like, ah, oh, lad, you've, you've no luck today. And they've got it, when you're on this boat, they've actually got a constant sonar scanning the bottom of the lake. So I'm there chilling. And I'm looking at the guy, looking at the sonar, and he kind of looks down at it. And he looks over at me, and then he looks back down. And he called, just gestures over to me, he's like, points. Now, it was a little squiggle, and he's like, there's definitely something there anyway. Wow. You never yeah. know. You never know. Yeah, I've I've had I've mm -hmm. had a lot more luck than most people when it comes to this kind of thing.
What can you tell us about Loch Ness? How was it? Was it was it really neat being there and, and all that? I was there in the middle of March, and that's right up in the Highlands, so it was pretty cold, mm. and I'm pretty good in the cold, like, but that was, that was cold. Um, there's also, like, Loch Ness has so much history about it. Like, there's actually a place on it where his name has gone from, you know, Alistair Crowley used to own oh. a house there. Yeah. yeah. So the place is just... And apparently uh, Robert Plant from the role uh, from uh, Led Zeppelin once actually owned that house and he was chased out of it by what he described as snarling hellhound sounds. Oh. So it just sits there in ruins now at the moment. Wow. Cool. I've heard of the hellhounds over there. Is that is that a thing over there? Um, in Ireland, heard of people seeing them, but you know, again, going back to the residual of hauntings, as I said, we used to have a lot of large wolves living here dire wolves mm -hmm. as well we found fossils of dire wolves so it's possible that that's what people are seeing but i've no. got loads of other stories about other different irish kind of cryptids if you want to hear them yeah i was uh looking some of those up yeah yeah Any, we'd love to hear some more about them so believe it or not depending on what irish person you ask do they believe in fairies you might be surprised by the answer um, so the fairies have been stuck in Irish mythology for years. I mm. mean, you're going back centuries of people reporting, talking about the little people, and I don't mean leprechauns, but there are people who believe about them as well. But the fairies, basically, in 1999, there was talks to put a motorway in, going down towards County Clare, and it was cutting through this part of land that had this large hawthorn bush sitting in the middle of it. And a man named Eddie Lenehan, who would have been a local folklorist, came out and said, mm -mm, don't do that. You demolish that tree. The fairies are going to ruin this motorway, which would be kind of like a highway for you guys, I suppose. Like four lanes of traffic going either direction. Mm -hmm. So believe it or not, the government actually spent upwards of 1.2 million euro actually diverting this motorway slightly to the right to go around this tree. It still sits there to this day. So, so somebody also, believed it. Yeah. There's also fairy forts, which would be a perfect ring of trees, perfect 360 of trees. That's believed that these are where the fairies lived. But a couple of years before that, again, building a motorway, they actually cleared this fairy fort. And that area of motorway now has more reported accidents on it than any other motorway in this country. Ooh. So, you know. Are people describing what these fairies look like, how big they are? Well, you see, a, it'd be, a typical fairy, what you would think it would supposed, be? They wouldn't be your typical fairies. Now, these would be a warring tribal people. Like, they wouldn't be like Tinkerbell flying around granting wishes for people. These are angry little shits. And if you mess with them, they're going to mess back with you. They're very, very vengeful. But people have never really reported seeing them. It's more so they, they're, in the, they're in our plane, but... They can avoid seeing us a bit like if you've ever read any Tolkien, a bit like what the hobbits would be like. Mm -hmm. They're there, or even like what Bigfoot would be like. You know, if you know you're there before you're there, and if it doesn't want you to see it, you're not going to see it. Mm -hmm. Now, there are people yeah. who have reported seeing leprechauns, which are believed to be in the same kind of realm, but obviously a leprechaun wouldn't be as mischievous as the actual fairies themselves. The fairies are just, they're, on, they're in a league of their own, and people to this day still believe in them. Like, there's people who will go and try tie ribbons to these fairy trees and make wishes for a sick loved one or, you know, praying that 
to get that promotion or work or something, especially over in the west coast of Ireland. Mm -hmm. We've uh, talked about and heard about this thing called a puck wedgie. Is that kind of what these things could be? Is that is that the American version? Yeah, of I, I've actually heard just talking about that on the shows. Yeah, it sounds very familiar to it. Like they would be, you know, there's stories that they send out these things called pukas, which would literally translate as ghost. But they'll disguise themselves as horses and they will lead you outside your house calling to you and when you go outside your house to see to this horse the horse will vanish and all of a sudden you're cursed for 10 years and it's believed that the pukas and the fairies will be in line with each other now these stories go back to really rural ireland back in centuries ago and it's probably related to like oh that's a horse i could use that Whereas nowadays, mm -hmm. when you see a horse in Ireland, you're like, oh, there's a horse. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably where these stories originated. What's that horse doing here? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you see horses an awful lot, but they're in fields. And it's usually, I know in America, if you have a horse, it means you're rich. But in Ireland, it means you're dirt poor. <laughs> mm. It's really? the complete opposite, yeah. Isn't that crazy how cultures are? That is. Yeah. What else you got going on over there, Ryan? Um, so we have a couple of lake monsters as well. Wouldn't be as famous as Nessie, but... We have them. There's one called the Doerku, which Doer is the old Irish word for water, and Ku means hound, so it literally translates as water hound. And this is believed to be a seven foot long otter that inhabits the lakes and shorelines of Ireland. And there's actually historical evidence for this one being around at a point. Did you say it was an otter? A giant seven foot otter, yeah. Okay. Sometimes seven foot. Sometimes people call it the Irish crocodile, but I don't wow. really like Dowerku sounds better. So the story of this happens in 1722, where a woman named Grace McLaughlin was down washing her clothes by a lake. And her husband, Terence, arrived home and he heard this scream. So he went down to investigate. And what he saw was this giant ass otter literally lying on his wife's half-eaten body. So he <laughs> took his knife out. He stabbed this thing to death. And as this thing was dying, it let out a blood curdling scream. And then another one came up out of the water and attacked him. He managed to kill this one as well. But in County Leitrim, there's actually a graveyard. It's called Enfield Graveyard. You can look it up. And on it, it has Grace McLaughlin. And above her name, there's a picture, a carving of an R. Wow. The exact year that this legend was said to have taken place. People still report seeing them. Yeah, you don't know what's out there. People don't understand mm -hmm. like, what could be no. out there. Is, you know, Absolutely. Um, people have no idea. I think it's a fact some people just do not want to even fathom that this could be possible. That's, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've got this, especially Bigfoots. Imagine, you know, finding out that there's this apex animal in the woods we've believed for so long it's like oh we're the we are the apex we're the top of the food chain yeah imagine hearing about this thing it's mm -hmm. eight foot tall it's probably smarter than us it's able to blend in it to its surrounded there'd be mass hysteria people would lose their shit oh yeah Sorry yep. for swearing. <laughs> i think I, no you're fine i think i'm more scared uh, of the uh seven foot long otter than i would be of a bigfoot those otters uh, yeah. well, i don't think i'd like to see that i don't know what they're gonna do <laughs> yeah i don't want to see that I don't want to see People that. are still reporting seeing it. Like there was an artist, he was down in off, I think it was Ori Island a couple of years ago. 
and he reported seeing this thing. It now already got lake, it'd be about 100 feet wide. And he said this thing crossed the lake in seconds. It jumped up on a boulder, turned, let out this howl, and then disappeared. Have you guys ever well, heard of the Mopinguari? Um, believe I, I haven't heard it. I've heard of one, but that's supposed mm-hmm. to be like the South American Bigfoot, right? Yeah, well, it's actually a creature in South America, I believe. Uh, don't mm. don't quote me on this, but I, I saw a documentary on this. It's it's like a giant sloth. Yes. Um, maybe like you know, eight ten foot tall or long yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's very possible that that some of these creatures that are smaller can get bigger in size and grow. Yeah. Like you talked about the dire wolf; those things are huge. Yeah, um, monsters. Mm-hmm. I've seen a video on that too. But you know, if these things like mopinguaris can exist and people are, are claiming to see them, there's no reason why that there can't be other creatures like otters or, or whatever that can get a, way bigger than they really are and exist and, and not be seen. You know. Yeah, oh, yeah, especially in places like South America. I mean, like how vast is the Amazon? Well, the Amazon, yeah. Who knows what's living in there? Oh no, there could be a could be out in there that we don't know about. Yep. Idiots. Right. <laughs> you're right people need to have open minds you know yeah they do and i find that you know people who immediately dismiss things like bigfoot is like they're kind of saying oh yeah well there's a possibility it might have existed but it's, it's extinct now you're listening to the cryptid creatures podcast with todd and brian if you've had an encounter and want to be on the show Email us at info at cryptidcreatures.co or leave a message at 888-5-DOGMAN. I always like to point to the coelacant. Are you aware of the coelacant? Yeah, the coelacant. Yeah. Coelacant, yeah. yeah. Right? They like, just found one. Was, and we found it, yeah. The, Giant mm-hmm. squids. Uh, coelacanths yep. were supposed to be extinct millions of years, and a guy goes over uh, an Asian country. I can't remember where it was at, and there's yeah. just dudes off the pier just catching them, yeah, and like eating them, and they're like, you know, it's nothing to them, you know. Oh yeah, we've been catching these things forever, you know. It's like yeah. what? A bit like I suppose a bit. It'd be a bit like the Native Americans and Sasquatch. From what I believe, those guys they're re- they like some of them don't even want to talk about. It. They're terrified of it, but they respect it, and they're like, yeah, it, it, it's there, like you. We've been living alongside these things for, for real, a century. Yeah. yeah, there's no way there's a, this many people seeing this and describing this thing very similar, if not the same, every yeah. time, and not something be real out there. They have nothing to gain from it, you know. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone who comes forward with these stories has anything to gain, really. No. Maybe ridicule from people. Yeah. Maybe, That's yeah. about it, you know, so. Have you guys had any Bigfoot sightings or encounters in your area where you're at? Have you ever heard of anything over there? Well, I'm actually in one of the major cities in Ireland, so for me to actually see a Bigfoot around here would be quite rare. <laughs> but, but um, well, you know, with the way with the rate the country's growing, you know, it could start leaping over into our. But I have spoken to some people who have reports saying that they seen it, or at least heard it. I spoke to a guy who was up in County Fermanagh. This would have been 2010, I think he said it was. But he said he was out walking in a forest. We have a large mountain up there. And it has a boardwalk going up, but we call it the stairway to heaven. But this guy, there's a bit of a forest before you get there, and this guy was walking towards it. And he said he just heard like these large footfalls coming through the forest alongside him. And he said when he got to the foot of the mountain, it stopped. And he stood there for about five minutes looking around, couldn't see anything. But that was it. That was the end of it. All right. Getting paralleled. Followed. Yeah. 
Is that what yeah. you call that? We call it paralleling. Yeah, right, right here. Something when they're walking was paralleling me. Walking yeah. beside you. Or right. stalking. Yeah. Stalking is another good word. Yeah. yeah, well, that, that's what we'd both have called it. Yeah. I'm actually going to Vancouver now, next March. And my friend who lives there is taking me to Vancouver, Ireland. So I'm hoping I'll get yeah, my chance love to, to go, up there. go squatching for the first time. If someone told me no. you can go anywhere you want to go to go squatching, I would pick Vancouver Island every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right, do you know if they're violent or not up there? If they're violent? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. The Pacific Northwest, they don't seem to be as violent there. Right. Because, right. uh, as I said, the approach I take to it, if something starts throwing rocks at me, I'm going to start throwing them back. Yeah. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll have something to come back and tell us, I hope, you know? Hopefully. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's a highly uh, dense, uh, densely populated Bigfoot island, in my belief. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. been a lot of reports from there. So. Yeah, a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get there. When are you going? Uh, next March. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's a he's a paddy abroad, so I'm going over to spend St. Patrick's Day with him. Awesome. We'll have to uh, see if what happens, and if you, anything comes down, to get in touch with us and let us know. Yeah, and let us know. So, yeah, I'm hoping something happens. I've had luck with everything else, so we're not Bigfoots. Yeah. 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 So you're into, you know, being, are you a, pretty much a, a cryptozoologist, so to speak, over there in Ireland? Are you into all this um, stuff? You're going out and researching and, and whatnot? I'd be a self-proclaimed one. I don't think anyone else here really recognized me as one. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, they really don't agree with my methods that I do. Like, um, I was up, there's a place in the Dublin mountains called the Hellfire Club. And it's supposed to be one of the most haunted places in the country. And the story goes that it's an old hunting lodge. And the story goes that a group of guys were up there one night playing cards. And they got a knock at the door. There was this traveler. They said, yeah, come in, sit down by the fire, play cards with us. Now, they're sitting there and they're playing cards, and one of the guys drops his cards on the floor, and as he bends down to pick his cards up, where this traveler is sitting, there's no feet, there's a pair of hooves. So he gets back up, the guy pulls down his hood, reveals he's the devil, and then shoots up through the chimney. And it's an extremely eerie mm-hmm. feeling when you're up there. It's it's horrifying. It's You just feel uneasy being there. I was actually up there with a day on a date with a girl once and we were standing i was like oh can we go to the hellfire club and she was like no i know what you're like i'm not taking you up there (laughs) so i eventually managed to talk her into it and we're standing inside which would have been the area where this card game happened we're standing side by side and i started messing trying to scare her and i said oh is anybody there and nothing and she kind of elbows me like shut up and i just kind of said i was like where are you and we were standing close to each other, but it was like something stuck its face in between the two of us and just went, yeah. <laughs> I went to turn to look at her to be like, holy shit. And it was like, do you ever see a Scooby-Doo cartoon where they just leave a silhouette smoke? Yeah. He was gone. <laughs> so oh. I, I wanted to stick around, but I had to follow her. I was like, oh, because if she goes missing, I was the last person with her. I'm going to get the blame. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> Why didn't you follow her? I was following a voice I thought was a ghost. <laughs> the ghost had that me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely some creepy, scary stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, Todd, yeah. I believe you're the one who has a fear of dog men. That is me, yes. Yeah. That's Todd, yep. Well, I don't yeah. think you'd be too afraid of the dog men we reportedly have here. What, what you got over so, there? These guys are called the werewolves of Ossery. Ossery oh, I just read about those this morning. Yeah. 
Ossory would have been an ancient Irish kingdom. And it's believed that they're descended from a group of warrior men known as the Fina. And these men would have kind of warged into a wolf's body when going to war and when going on raids, leaving their body vulnerable, of course. But eventually, after all this kind of calmed down, they settled in the kingdom of Ossory. And it's said that when St. Patrick arrived in Ireland, he heard of the atrocities that these people's ancestors had committed and cursed them that every seven years, a man and a woman would inhabit, would inhabit a wolf's body and would have to stay in that wolf's body for seven years. And then when that seven years would up, it would pass to another man and a woman. Okay. Wow. So yeah, you always hear about St. Patrick chasing the snakes out of Ireland, but you never, you never hear about the werewolves. Right. Right. We'll keep that bit quiet. Yeah. Well, the thing about the dog man to me is, as you look at it alongside Bigfoot is, you know, you definitely don't have as many encounters. There's definitely a lot less of these things going around or they're just really better at hiding and stay put where they're at. Um, but, but saying what you're saying kind of makes more sense that, you know, if the, these things only came out every seven years or it was a different person every yeah. seven years, you know, if yeah. there's any, any truth to that, then that makes a lot of sense why you don't see as many. Are there sightings sure. over there going on? I've heard of a few sightings and it's people are reporting seeing these almost eight foot wolves on all fours. They say they're eight foot when they stand up, but they're about four foot high, kind of the size of a dire wolf. But they say when they see them, they don't feel intimidated. It's almost like the wolf locks eyes with them and they almost feel this immense sorrow come over them. Like the creature is in pain and they just feel sympathy for them. Now, we do have a breed of dog, the Irish wolfhound. People are saying, you know, you're just seeing Irish wolfhounds. I can personally guarantee the two of you that there are not packs of Irish wolfhounds roaming the Irish countryside. It's just not possible. It's just really not possible. Mm-hmm. They're a very controlled breed here. I've seen a video of a dire wolf recently. Um, Brian, have you seen that one where that dog runs up? Yeah. And it's kind of sitting in a patch of trees. You can see it clearly. It's a wolf, a huge yeah. black wolf. It's huge. It's two and a half times the size of a regular wolf. And people don't really know how big wolves really get. They're 150 yeah. to 180 pounds. Regular. Mm-hmm. regular wolves are huge. Um, so this thing was definitely a dire wolf, what people call dire wolves. And this is recent. This wasn't just back in the day. This is this is very yes. recent. Um, and it's a, it's a real video. There's no way this was, I don't think this is messed with at all. Like, um, so, you know. These things are here, and they're and they're moving around. Um, are they walking on two legs? I don't know, but if, well, whether they're walking on two legs or walking on four legs, I can tell you, I definitely don't want to bump into one. I won't mind bumping into one here, but the reports I hear coming from your side of the pond, I don't think I want to bump into one over there. I mean, I do, but no, you know, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see it, you know, from a safe distance. We don't. We don't have guns in Ireland, so you know, if one shows up over here, I, I don't think. We'd last very long. Don't have guns in Ireland. No. Oh, there's it... pe- there's a few people who aren't guns. Like our police force aren't armed. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now there's shooting clubs and all over here. They'd be the kind of people who'd have guns, but your average civilian just doesn't have one. That's probably. A good thing. That's probably. A probably. Good thing. Gun gun crime would still be quite high here, though. Wouldn't be as high as knife crime, but it would be quite high. But like everywhere has its problems. Oh, sure. oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else going on over there that you that you want to? Um, what else you got today? We have a lake monster that's believed to be a cousin of Nessie. Okay, and really, 
yeah, he's believed it is believed to inhabit the lakes of Killarney. And we've named him Mucky because the largest lake in Killarney is called Muckross Lake. So Mucky, Nessie, we ripped off the Scots. But then again, there was an Irishman who first sighted Nessie. The first recorded sighting of Nessie was by an Irishman, a guy by the name of St. Columba. In 2003, um, a group of biologists were doing sonar at the lake to get an idea of the fish population there. And they reported seeing almost a 30-foot long blip on this sonar. So, I don't know what to make it out, like a 30-foot long blip when you're scanning for fish. Yeah. And, like, there's, we know there are underwater tunnels that come out of the Killarney Lakes and actually link into the sea. So, if something wanted to come in and just spend the summer there and then go back out, although I don't know why I'd want to spend the summer in Ireland, the weather's not even good in the summer. <laughs> like, it's, it's probably 10 degrees outside today, and that's barbecue weather here. Like, wow. No kidding. I was going to ask you if that was landlocked or not. Um, I don't think uh, uh, Loch Ness is landlocked either, and there's ways to get no. in and out through the to the ocean. Yeah, right? I I always thought Loch Ness was landlocked because in Ireland we call our lakes locks as well, but they are landlocked. A lot of them are landlocked, but in Scotland I think a lock is literally like just a really wide berth of water. Mm -hmm. From what I understand from being there, like they all do link to the sea. So there know, are tunnels. And I mean, people are like, oh no, like lake monsters? No way. It's like, sure, we know more about the surface of the moon than we do about what's under the sea. We do. And people are saying, oh no, like I'd have, I'd have more trouble with people not believing in lake monsters than not believing in Bigfoot or ghosts. I was like, but we don't know what's down there. No. no. We haven't the slightest clue. Well, especially up there, because you guys are right on the North Sea, and that's a very yeah. deep and very cold body of water. So who knows yeah. what's in the bottom of that thing? It's where the stories of the, it's where the original stories of Krakens came from, the Norse, mm -hmm. Norsemen crossing yeah. over down here. So, you know, it's, I mean, like, have you ever heard of the Greenland shark? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that thing exists, like, in one of the most inhospitable places on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like, what else, what's to say something else couldn't be there? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we don't know what's down there. We've never drained really? the ocean and looked. No. So, and hopefully we never do. There's probably yeah, right. way more things in the ocean than there are walking land that we don't know about, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's very possible for an aquatic animal to survive through anything for long periods Absolutely. of time in water sure. deep down. Like the Greenland shark isn't that. Well, yeah. Doesn't the Greenland shark live in like dark? I mean, it's basically blind. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's completely blind. And they can live for, like, a long time. They, they yeah. well, like, even, have you heard the story of Jacques Cousteau? I can't remember which lake in America he went into. I think it was Lake Champlain. And he went down in his little sub, and when he came back up, he said to everyone there, the world's not ready for what's down there. <laughs> that's a, that's I a believe quote. that. Jacques Cousteau even said that himself. Jacques Cousteau said oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah. There's so much going on out there and, and so much happening um, that people are seeing, hearing, what have you, and we can't, yeah. we can't put a finger on it. Um, I so. mean, a lot of these things, like, they fascinate me that they exist, but at the same time, I hope they don't become general public knowledge to, have, to be existent. You know, I have three reasons for that. One, I'm, again, I'm kind of against animals being kept in captivity, and especially really intelligent ones. 
your likes of dolphins and whales but if we find out bigfoot's real and if it's in t as intelligent as it is i don't want to see that thing in a zoo it's gonna go right. crazy and that's the first mm -hmm. thing people are gonna do it's like oh let's get that and put it in a zoo that'd be a big attraction and also the fact that you know you're gonna get these currents like oh my god think of the children i don't want to go in the woods we need to kill all those things let's yep. wipe another species off the planet yeah <laughs> you know and then the other chance is you're like we are just gonna become people aren't going to be able to accept that we're not the apex predator on this planet anymore yeah, that's what i've been saying people don't want to know it's going to mess up a lot of people you know I, t I just think people are just happy living in their bubbles of like i'm safe here i don't want to know what's out there those things don't exist out there most of the people who say this are scientists who have never spent a day in the woods oh you yeah know, they've yeah. sat behind the desk our entire life reading documents that other people have brought back it's like get out there just step outside your shell get outside and experience nature you might not have the experiences we have but you know you'll have lived right yeah you'll realize that you know maybe there is more to it than what my uh... close-minded thinks there is in this world especially you know? when you realize how fast some of these places are like when i was in florida we went to the everglades and i thought the everglades would have just been like a small swamp i couldn't believe how big it was yeah like, everglades is huge yeah, I couldn't believe how big it was. Yeah, yeah. absolutely blew my mind. How to get to the Pacific Northwest? Oh, I can't wait. I really can't wait. So I've been in Vancouver before, but we never actually got the chance to go to Vancouver Island. But when we were in, when I was there, he took me to a place called Grouse Mountain, and like it's twenty minutes outside the city, and it's like you're in the middle of nowhere. Absolute beauty beyond belief. Just the forests, mm -hmm. unbelievably gorgeous. It's like this is just on people's doorsteps, and people just don't know how vast or yeah. dangerous this. I have no idea. Like places like that, like one hundred percent. Yeah, this is where a Sasquatch could live and survive, or even a family of them. But as I said, places in Ireland, we're not that big of a country. I think you can fit the entirety of Ireland in this, inside the Texas. Like, so you know, if there was something here, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling we would have saw it by now. But then again, there are people who claim to have seen it. I'm just not, me personally, I wouldn't be a believer of actually Sasquatches living in Ireland. Yeah. I just don't see how it would be possible. Do you guys have any cave systems over there that you know of in Ireland? In the Burren in County Clare, it's a big limestone uh, landscape, and they've created thousands of underground caves, and you can actually tour a lot of them. But the most they found in them are bare fossils. They haven't found anything, you know, shocking. Mm -hmm. As I said, a lot of the caves in Ireland are big tourist attractions. Yeah. So now that's not to say there's hidden caves we don't know about, because of course there is. Right. Right. Well, you talked about things um, being there years ago that that don't exist anymore, like the bears and the wolves and whatnot. Yeah. You guys are an island, right? So we are, yeah. it's very possible that there isn't uh, things like Bigfoot there, uh, whatnot. Mm. You know, if something they would have had definitely crossed the ocean to get there. I don't think they're capable of making a boat yet, but, uh, yeah. you know, I don't think, I think that's very feasible that they're not there because of that reason. And if they were, oh, yeah. you know, they could have died off. As I'm saying, we're digging up that bog, like nobody's business, finding bog bodies. If you actually go on and you type in, uh, the National Museum of Ireland and just bog bodies. They will show you pictures of the bodies that they found. You can still see the expressions on these people's faces. Oh, wow. They're very, very well preserved. Wow. And who's not to say we haven't already dug a Bigfoot body up and our government got in contact with your government and was like, we found this. And they were like, say nothing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because don't you know, tell anybody. I don't like to go into how bad our government is, but they cannot make decisions for themselves. <laughs> no, you're. I mean, <laughs> just like ours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You think about the whole world where people are seeing Bigfoot, Yetis, Yer, and whatever they call them in that in those countries. I mean. I don't think every government in the world is trying to cover up Bigfoot, maybe necessarily. I know. Definitely in the United States, I will say we're, we're keeping it a hush-hush because we yeah. do. But I the don't forest. know if the other countries even really have had a body to sample. Maybe it's so vast that these things are just staying you know, staying, staying where they need to be. Entirely that. possible. I mean, if I mean, if the abominable snowman is real, the Yeti, I mean, like, that's Mount Everest. It's the Himalayas, one of the most least populated right. places on the planet. If something wants to hide out there and never be seen, it's going to do it. Oh, for sure. The same with the Yowie that lives in Australia. Australia, yeah. Uh, is it the Oran Pendic that lives in Vietnam? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, dense jungle. This thing could easily hide for centuries. Oh, yeah, especially in Vietnam. That's that's yeah. just crazy jungle. Yeah, serious jungle. The thing that cracks me up the most is people say, well, Bigfoot can't be real. Bigfoot can't be real. But yet they know that gorillas that are huge... Oh, yeah. That we have, you know, walking around, you know, in the zoos or yeah. out in out in the wilderness, uh, you know, they believe in those. They know those are real. Yeah. Uh, or you talk about the orang pindek, which is actually a smaller version of a Bigfoot. I think it's more like an yeah. orangutan style. More like an orangutan. Yeah. 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 Um, but we have orangutans, and people know that I they're know. real. But no way can there be a primate walking around northern America that's eight foot tall. It's not possible. Forget it. No way. But gorillas yeah. are real. Gorillas are real. But you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like anything. Like if science hasn't if science hasn't proved that it exists, we don't want to know. Right, I exactly. I like that. And I'm like, right, you enjoy your bubble. I'm gonna go over yeah. here. Just just don't don't have an opinion. Don't formulate your own opinion on anything. You do what your government tells you. Yeah. Good boy. Mm-hmm. Right. You no, know, I definitely like to keep an open mind about things in life in general and believe a lot differently now. Than I used to, and how I was brought yeah. up. Yeah, the experiences I've had in life have just led me to have an open mind. Yeah, like it, this stuff started for me when I was ten years old, and I've had mm-hmm. countless things happen since then. I've seen UFOs, you know. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard disembodied voices around houses, just crazy stuff. Tell us about the UFO real quick. Oh, so my friend who I was telling you about who saw the banshee, me and him, we only would say this would have been around two thousand and five. So long before you know commercial drones were a thing or those chinese lanterns that people light off they just weren't a thing here at the time and me and him were out we would have been about 14 15 years old at the time and you know we were out i think we were smoking and drinking but we were trying to hide it from our parents because you know being young teenagers you're not supposed to be doing that but we were out in a part of our uh, housing estate and we were like right come on we'll head home so we started walking towards home and as we turned the corner, I saw this. It was just like a giant orange orb in the sky. And it was just hovering there. So I just kind of nudged him. And I was like, tell me you see that as well. And he looks up and he goes, yeah, what is that? And we stood there and we watched it hover there for about five minutes. And then it just it darted right. And then it darted left. And then it just shot straight up. And that was it. It was gone. People report seeing UFOs all over this country. Did you guys tell anybody about what you saw? I, I've told everybody. Anybody who listen, I'll tell them about it. Because I'm like, you know what? This is what I believe. You know, if you don't want to believe it, that's fair enough. 
just remember there's people out there who believe that a man once walked on water and turned wine into water and turned water into wine you know mm-hmm. so this is what i believe he for years didn't want to tell anybody about it and yeah fair enough because in ireland even when we're being nice to you we will ridicule you <laughs> it's just how we be it's just our way of being friendly like if i had a friend here i'd probably introduce him as a big fecker just me and here he's a bit of a dickhead don't worry about him but that's just how we are so if you're saying something that goes against the social norms in this country you're going to get ridiculed and not in a friendly way so he kept Hmm. it quiet for a while but he speaks openly about it now he knows we saw something right ireland has always been more of the uh paranormal mystical yeah you know magical place we're an ancient land yeah a lot of stuff has happened here oh yeah again back to the residual hauntings if anything that happened here over the last thousand years is anything to go by uh this place is probably one of the most haunted places in the world yeah yeah i believe that yeah i want to check out the places you talked about and the locations that you were talking about on the map yeah Mm -hmm. i definitely would take a look at it and read up on some of that um the werewolves of ossery is that what you called yeah ossery? that's it yeah. yeah check that out too hey, i sent you a link Todd. okay awesome i got something to look at today <laughs> yeah it's a crazy story it's absolutely yeah. like you hear about the snakes all the time but never the werewolves mm-hmm. give yeah. me give me a reason to be more scared of these things right <laughs> well as i said these things seem to be quite friendly yeah i don't think they're like uh, the howling werewolves okay yeah story of a man called Gerald of Wales and he was actually walking through a forest in Ireland and with that disjoint wolf approached him and he was terrified and he said the wolf actually spoke to him and said don't be afraid I have a female my female he told him the whole story about St. Patrick cursing him and he said my wife is in the forest she's very ill will you give her the last rites so the priest went along and he performed the last rites on this wolf and then the husband wolf pulled back the wolf's skin to reveal a frail old lady and she died and the wolf thanked him for what he'd done and sent him on his way wow and this is recorded by have his name here yeah gerald of wales i was right but as i said before i don't really like to hang on a lot of things that the catholic church have said especially for the atrocities they've committed here like they had a chokehold on this country right up into the early 90s Mm-hmm. like women and baby shelters you know i don't even want to talk about what the priests used to do to young boys it's we've finally gotten out of the shadow of the catholic church here thank god but like they there are parts of it that you know it's it's dark history that you don't really want to go into right right but you need to talk about it because people need to know what happened sure oh yeah there are still, there are still victims coming forward to this day from being in the all boys schools run by the brothers. Yeah. We really appreciate Absolutely. you coming on and talking about all this stuff. Man. Yeah, no problem. Happy yeah, to no kidding. Up. What time is it over there right now? Uh, it's half three in the in the afternoon right now. Three thirty. Yeah. Three thirty. Yeah, three thirty. Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. It's. I, I was just thinking. <laughs> I was just thinking how you say things completely different, which is cool, but I understand yeah. exactly what you're saying. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Right. I was actually talking to a bunch of girls in a two girls from texas in a bar a couple of weeks ago and they just kind of said oh what place what time does this place close at and it says oh about quarter past one in the morning 
And they're like, quarter past one. I was like, sorry, one fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say quarter past one. I mean, well, yeah, I'll say that. Well, we'll let you uh, get out and get back to your your craziness over there, Ryan. Uh, again, yeah. yeah, that is that is awesome. Contact us with something that, that happens on Vancouver Island. Yeah, please do. Let us know. Let us know. Oh. Shoot us a message or email us and let us know what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely, remind us about it. Um, I'll forget a year from now. But yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I take some yeah. pictures and. Uh, Shoot them to us too. Oh, put them on our yeah. yeah. Keep us posted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, again, thank you. And uh, yeah, no you, you have a good one. And we will we'll be in touch. We'll talk to you soon. You too, lads. Best of luck. Thank you. Yeah. You too. Thanks. We appreciate it. See ya. See ya. See ya. You know, he told us in an email that his accent might might throw us off, but I was thinking Irish accent before we talked to him, and by yeah. golly, he had one. Yeah, me too. And it it was definitely an Irish accent. Yeah, yeah. It's so I don't weird. know what he was talking about, but it's weird how they say some things, you know, and you pick them up in in an English yeah. format, so to speak. So yeah, yeah. He was cool. I liked that. That was fun. Yeah, he's. Uh, I definitely would not ever want to run across the banshee. I'll tell you that. No, me either. Me either. Uh, that would freak me out. I think more than seeing a Bigfoot. Yeah. You know. For sure. So hopefully he'll keep us some posted when he uh, takes his trip to the big Canada. Yeah, man. How lucky is that going to be going to Vancouver mm. Island? I really hope he has some interaction and gets back to us. <laughs> well, I hope he has some luck, yeah. So. It'll be fun. Anyway, man, we'll uh, get out of here. Let our uh, listeners get on with their day or their evening or whatever it is they're doing. So again, I appreciate hanging out with you and I thank you again for hanging out yeah, with man. me. Always fun. Always learning. All right. You take care. Until next time. All right, man. See ya.